Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered. This weekly podcast is hosted by Rachel Thornhill, who speaks about her life as a race wife and also talks to other women in the racing industry about their left turns, spin outs, and wrecks on this racetrack we call life. Welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today is episode 12, you guys. I mean, 12 weeks I've been going at this, and like, I'm still, this is surreal still for me, um, because like I mentioned, the longest I've ever gone was three weeks with the podcast, and then just end it. And I actually read something today, um, before we get into everything, um, that really uh, shocked me. Uh, There was a post on Twitter about how 90% of podcasts stop at episode three. So, I mean, you only have 10% of podcasts that keep going after episode three. And I've gotten to episode 12 now. So honestly, I'm just excited that I've made it into that 10%. Um, And trust me, I'm going to keep going. You guys are going to hear from me every single week um, as much as possible. I'm not going to give up. If for some reason I cannot do an episode one week, you might hear a replay of an old one, but that is it. Um, This podcast is going to keep going as long as possible. And also, um, just to mention, you guys, um, you know, find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we are on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, pretty much everywhere I could put this podcast, it is there. Um, also on Spotify, you can rate the podcast and on Apple podcasts, you can rate and review. I'd love to hear from you guys. And, um, and today's topic is going to be about passions, like having passions and what that does for your confidence. Because to be honest, um, you know, I've never was really that confident of a person. Um, I've always had very low self-esteem um, ever since I was a kid. And um, I noticed once I started doing things that were truly my passion, um, I started to build that confidence. And so we're going to talk about that today. Um, so let's get into it. All right. So when it comes to passion, you know, what, what are your passions? You've got to really think about that. Um, and I'll be honest, um, when, when I was a kid, yeah, I knew right away, like off the top of my head, what I was passionate about. But then once I got to be older, a lot of my creativity and all those type of things started to pretty much get put to the way, to the wayside. And I really didn't, uh, focus much on, um, doing, things that I was passionate about. I was doing things that pretty much other people were making me do, uh, or, you know, school just kind of got in the way of everything. And once I became an adult, it's like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I had been told what, what to do my whole entire life. So like whenever I finally got out on my own, it was almost like a like almost like just like a culture shock thing. It was almost like reality hit me, like literally kicked me in the ass and I didn't even know what to do with my life. And so trying to make all those decisions about what I was truly passionate about or what I truly wanted to do was really hard for me because I didn't really know what that was. Um, you know, I mean, when you're a kid, you know, you can come up with so many different things, but obviously that changes. And then it's like, whenever I finally went, got to college, it's like, fuck, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I'm I'm here as a pre-med major and didn't even want to be a pre-med major. I had only done it because that's what my that's what my family wanted me to do. And I was like, well, do I really want this? I'm like, no, this sucks. Like, this is not what I truly want to do. I wanted to be an artist and um, literally like paint all day and just just do that for a living. But, you know, that whole starving artist thing, um, stereotype 
was part of the problem. Like I was so, Oh, why are you going to go to college and major in fine arts? Like that doesn't make sense. Like you're not going to make any money doing that. But you know, to me, like I didn't even really have to go to college. Like part of me didn't even want to go to college. Part of me just wanted to like do my own thing and just go out on my own and start my own business or do whatever. But I let societal norms about, oh, you have to go to college and get a degree and stuff, like warp my whole entire mindset about what I could do as a person. And so now at 37, you know, it's like I'm just starting to finally find my footing in life. And yeah, in my mind, that's late. But At the same time, like a lot of people will tell you, oh, well, you know, it's never too late. But obviously, and I don't like to bring that up because I read this and at the age of 35, technically based on our mortality rate here in the U.S., at 35, that's considered middle aged now, which sucks. Trust me, I I don't I don't even want to believe that shit. But at 35, we were considered middle aged because of the mortality rate. Um, and so you think about it, you've already lived, if you base the mortality rate around 71, 72, then you've already lived about half your lifetime by the time you get to 35, 36. So um, at, it's like, I get people say it's never too late to start, but at the same time, you got to remember that you only have so long on this earth, Right. So you don't want to wait it out till last minute because you never know when your last day on earth is like none of us do. None of us know, you know, we don't know if tomorrow is our last day or not. I mean, I would hope not, but you just never know. So why wait? Why are we waiting till the perfect time to do things? Why are we waiting to do anything? And, uh, and, I kind of, uh, that kind of really hit me, um, two years ago. And so I was like, I cannot keep waiting to do the things that I want to do. And so now that's why this podcast is, is one of my passions. And that's why I do this every week, you know, week in and week out. I do this. Like I take time out of my day after I work my corporate job to do this. And I do it because I love it. It is something that I truly love to do. I love to storytell. I love to write. I love to create. And creating me, creating this podcast puts all of that together. So it's like, I love to communicate, you know, even though, trust me, it terrifies me to talk. Um, I love being able to share stories with people. I love to be able to share other people's stories as well, because no matter what, we all live amazing lives. Like even if we might think our life is boring, there is some element to our lives that's totally different from other people, you know, and and a lot of times we can't see that on our own. Um, It always, it takes another individual to see that, difference in our story compared to other people. And so like, that's why this is a passion for me is because Race Wife Unfiltered is literally me sharing my story, but also sharing other women in motorsports stories and their stories, no matter what, whether they think their stories are bland or not, to me, they're not, they're not bland at all everybody's story has some type of, you know, some type of spice to it, some type of element in there that other people don't know about, or that it might be a really fucking amazing thing that they've done. And, you know, and it's something that people would actually be really interested in hearing, but we, you know, we, we, we tend to downplay our, you know, our lives a lot. Um, you know, cause we might just think, oh, our, my life is so boring. I'm just a mom. I don't really do anything, but okay, sure. But how did you get to the point of being a mom? 
what were you doing prior to being a mom? Because obviously you were a person before you were a mom, right? Like, and we are people before moms. Like, and that's, I think that's another thing too is, um, and for me, that was why my passions now really took precedence is because I had been putting all of my passions on the back burner to be a wife and a mom. And I wasn't catering to myself at all. And now it's like, oh, this is my villain era, my selfish era, which to be honest, is not truly selfish anyway, because you should always take care of yourself before you take care of other people. And that includes your, that includes your kids too. And so, cause obviously if you're not at, if you're not, you know, feeling good or you're not at your, you know, at your highest capacity, right. Then you're not going to be able to really take care of your children anyway. So I always put myself on the back burner for everybody else. Um, that, and if you listened to the podcast last week about the break, the good girl myth, um, that is the myth of sacrifice, um, where you constantly sacrifice yourself and, and your well-being for other people. Now, sometimes, depending on your situation, it might be where you've got no choice because somebody is putting you in that position to where it's almost like an abusive type thing, okay? But for me, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. That was not it for me with my husband and my kids, I did it because it was what I was used to doing because I had done it so much in the past when I was a kid. And then also when I was in abusive relationships that I didn't know how to unlearn that. So I didn't start unlearning all of that until about two years ago when I started going to therapy. And then it's like, oh, well, you know what? I really shouldn't be sacrificing myself. And to be honest, I'm still learning it because I even, when I did that assessment, which I talk about in the previous episode, I still actually have problems with the myth of sacrifice because I still sacrifice myself. Now I've gotten a lot better. Um, My numbers were more, I guess they were kind of like, um, some of them were very close in range. So that means I was kind of leveled off. Like I didn't have one that was so much higher than the others. So I've, I was a little more balanced in my assessment, but it's still bad. Like I should have had none, right? That That's the whole point. That's what you want to get to. You want to get to zero across the board, but that's very hard to do. And especially Um, And I'm sure there's many moms that can relate to this. When you're a mom, it's very hard to get out of that myth of sacrifice because you do feel like you have to sacrifice all your time and all your energy towards your, 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 like your parent. Well, sometimes your parents too, depending, like if you're like, if you're having to take care of like elderly parents, that them also your kids, your husband, whatever, um, or, or partner. Cause I mean, if, you know, if you're not with a man, um, so no matter what, uh, whoever is your significant other, or if you have children or whatever, you tend to, sometimes you tend to sacrifice yourself to cater to them because, you know, it's like you want to do for them, you know, especially if your love language is acts of service, like mine, um, you tend to want to do things for people, but you have to have a balance. And that's the issue. I never really had a balance. So, um, so because of that, I was always sacrificing myself, which means I was sacrificing my time and it was sacrificing all of my passions. So obviously you guys know, based on the podcast and what I have talked about with the racing community and everything, racing is my husband's passion, right? Racing, I wouldn't say it's a full-blown passion of mine because it's not like I'm a driver. It's not like I'm in that race car, you know, every week during racing season, nothing like that. But I do have a passion for racing because I love the behind the scenes part. So I, I love the fact that you have families that come together and do this on a regular basis. And it's not always about the money either, right? It's because 
It's something that they do together. And that's how it is with us. Um, you know, we enjoy going because whether we're spectators or we're, or, or my husband's actually racing, um, no matter what we love the environment. We in love, we love being around the people. Um, and I think that that's part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because I do love the racing community and what it's about. Um, it has come a very long way from what it used to be. Um, but even so, I really wanted to be able to give women a platform because let's be real. Um, women in motorsports are very underrepresented, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts. And I really wanted to be able to give women the platform, but not just the female drivers. And, and that's my, that was a big thing about it was it wasn't just about the drivers. You have women in other parts of the motorsports industry that don't get to share their stories. So you might have women that are crew chiefs that you don't know about. You might have women that are part of pit crews that you don't know about. Also, you don't hear from the race wives ever. Um, they don't have a platform unless they create their own. And, you know, they're doing something that might not even be racing related. But other than that, you don't really know about the race wives at all. And when I say when I say that, you know about some of the NASCAR wives, right? You know, everybody knows who Samantha Bush is. Everybody knows who Caitlin Larson is. But do you know anybody else's wives? No, not really. Um, now, of course, I can't speak for some of the other forms of racing, like F1. I can't speak for F1 because I don't know enough about F1 to be able to talk about it. So maybe there are race wives in, um, in F1 that people are aware of. But I can tell you right now, in dirt, there's not very many. Now, um, there is one on the dirt side that you know a little bit about, that you, that you hear about her a little bit. And that's Sheldon Hodden-Child's um, um, wife. Because she she is the one behind his, like, really the one behind his brand. I mean, she's the one that is pushing his merchandise and doing all the things. So, you know, but that's, but the thing is, there's so many race wives that do that, but they don't get any recognition for it. And I really want all race wives to get that recognition. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not just race wives. I want all women in motorsports to get recognition for what they do. And so that, that was my passion. Like I, I was trying to figure out how can I put my passion for writing, my passion for art, my passion for, uh, design, my passion for everything plus racing all together in one thing. And this is what I came up with. So I have this podcast. Now, will there be other things that are going to come to that are going to come out of this? Absolutely. Like like y'all have no idea the types of stuff that I have. Like I'm just like I constantly have like ideas just going through my head 24/7. Like I'll be honest, it's part of the reason why I don't sleep very much. Um, but I I'm constantly thinking of new things that I can do like that is racing related. So like there's going to be other things that are coming. Like there's going to be a fashion line. Oh, and trust me, like y'all, when I say that it's a fashion line, like it's going to be a fashion line. Like I'm not talking about like, oh, just a couple racing tees and, and things like that. No, like we're going full, like full blown, right? Uh, fashion line. Like I'm talking about boutique level. I'm not talking about some small thing. Like I'm not talking about small scale. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A couple of t-shirts here and there. No. Well, I'm talking about, we're going to have like picture it this way. You see girls doing game day, game day apparel, right? You know, for like football and all these other things, right? And though, and these girls are looking amazing, right? They look like they literally stepped off the face of like the face, like the cover of a magazine, right? So that is what I'm talking about. Like game day meets raceway 
plus a dash of runway. Okay. Like I want elegant shit. Like I want y'all to look cute as hell because guess what? I mean, that's something that we should be able to go out there and look cute at the dirt track or look cute at, you know, wherever we are. But of course, you know, I'm going to be mindful of the fact that like, especially if you're at the dirt track, there's a chance that you're going to have, you know, um, dirt to deal with. So I'm, you know, I know that that's something that we have to keep in mind. Be, I can fake being confident, but to be honest, like the corporate world's never really been for me. And so I've kind of just had to learn to kind of maneuver my way through it. But this being a digital creator and doing something that is truly mine, it brings a whole different outlook on life to you. Um, Because it's something that you are putting your time, your effort, everything that is you into it. It's not somebody else's. See, that's the problem with the corporate world. And I think and it's not, and look, I'm not hating on people that love their corporate jobs and they love being in the corporate world. Yeah, we need people like that. We need people that are willing to be employees and that and don't want to create their own stuff. Like, I get that. But for me, being in the corporate world has always diminished, like, it's literally just diminished my creativity. It has kept me from being very creative because, um... Well, and I won't say that that happens in every industry, but at least in my job, I do work in the tech industry, but I don't work in development and I don't work in anything where I can create stuff. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm in upper management, so I have to deal with just regular streamlined processes and, you know, too much left brain shit. That's all I deal with is left brain shit all day long. I hate left brain shit all the time because guess what? When you are in left brain all the time, it, it literally makes your right brain almost non-existent. And for us, um, women, especially left brain is associated with masculine, right? Your right brain is, you know, femininity, you know, creativity, all of that. So see, when you're put in left brain all the time, you become overly masculine. Um, And so it makes it difficult because like, I want that soft life, right? That soft feminine, like divine feminine type life. But you can't really do that in the tech world unless you're able to balance out creativity and, and, you know, left brain and right brain and with, and where I'm at in the tech world, there is no right brain. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm strictly analytical left brain all day long. And this gives me that right brain element, right? After work, I'm doing creative stuff. So I'm creating this podcast. I'm creating blog posts because I do blog. I do a blog post every Tuesday. Um, and so, you know, I, I do this and, and then obviously the podcast comes out on Thursday. So during the week after work, cause I work till 3 PM central time. Right. So after that, the rest of the day until I would say about, uh, I probably work on my, I, I pretty much work on my podcast and like all my creation probably about three hours or so, at least three hours a day minimum. Um, It just really depends on what's going on that day. So, and then of course I do some stuff before I start work um, if if I'm able to, but no matter what, um, and then like on my lunch break, I do, I work, I work on stuff. So uh, I would say probably about four to five hours a day, I work on this because I need that right brain creativity um, during the day. Or y'all, like before when I was just strictly left brain and I didn't have any outlet, it drove me insane. Um, And it made it so difficult for me. Like it actually caused me major burnout two years ago. Like 
and I, I didn't talk about it, but when COVID hit, I ended up uh, literally like I had a mental breakdown. Um, and it was because at that time where I was in my job, I hadn't moved up into the management position that I'm in now, but where I was in my job, it was too much left brain. I was constantly having to deal with so much stuff and it was very difficult for me. And I don't know, like I snapped and I was like, I've got to do something different. Like I've got to stop just working and working and working for somebody and finally do what I truly want to do in my life. Because the thing is, guys, I'm not getting any younger. I mean, like I said, I'm 37 and three years, I'm going to be 40. And and I, I made a promise to myself that at 40, I will no longer be in the corporate world. I am not going to be working in the corporate world ever again. And in order to do that, I have to be able to sustain my you know, my income and for my family. And the only way to do that is with entrepreneurship, right? So I have to be an entrepreneur and able to do, to be able to do that. And so this race, wife and filtered is my stepping stone to that. But see, I would have never had the confidence to do this years ago. I didn't because every time I tried to create some type of entrepreneurial venture, I always found a way to stop it for no reason. Like there was no real reason behind it. I just constantly told myself that I wasn't, I wasn't good enough to do it, that I wasn't enough, that I wasn't capable enough to be able to sustain a business and to grow a business when that's not even true. I have, I mean, I have the capability to do it. We all do. We all have the capability to create our realities and to create what we truly want. But the thing is, even if, let's say, let's say it even got to the point where I'm like, well, I don't know enough about building a business, you know, to be able to do this. Like, how do I even start? Like, how do, guys, we are in a major like we have a major technological like um oh gosh words hold on so technology right now we're at a major advantage in this day and age than like when our parents wanted to start businesses or our grandparents or whatever right because think about it we have the internet literally in front of us on our phones everywhere that you can possibly think of back then they didn't have those resources that we have now like oh gosh like even in the early 2000s i would have never thought that somebody could just make a living doing shit off the internet right because it wasn't a thing yet um and so that that's why it's like Take the opportunities now. There's so many things that you can do now just in the digital space to be able to be an entrepreneur that you couldn't do back then. Like me doing this podcast right now, would I have ever thought that I could do a podcast like back then? Podcasts weren't even a thing, right? Um, you You couldn't do this type of stuff unless you literally went into um communications like in college and you worked for like a tv station or you worked in radio that was the only way that you could do something like this but now with podcasts anybody can start this like shit i'm doing this at my house literally like i have a home office slash game room because my husband does iRacing on the other side of my computer um you know, he has one of those motion rigs. So we have this as like a office slash game room type thing. And that is where, that is how I record this every single week. You know, I mean, that's not something that, that you would have ever thought about would have even been possible. Like, gosh, not even like 20 years ago. Um, So, yeah, like, that's why I'm like, 
why wait? Like we have so much resources at our fingertips now. We have no reason to wait on our dreams because I could tell you right now, whatever your dream was, more than likely, there's a way for you to do it on the internet, right? Um, now, of course, if it is something that you have to go to college for and, you know, you're starting, you're starting out late, there's nothing wrong with going back to college. There's people that go back to college at a, a re- really, you know, like really late in life. And then also now you have, you have the opportunity to do online classes. That's not something that was offered that long ago. You know, like I know when I went to college, they didn't have online classes, You know, you had to physically go into the school all the time. Now you don't even have to step foot in the school. You don't even have to like live anywhere near it. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, why not do what you need to do? Um, I'm it's like we just have so much things that we can do now and I know, and trust me, I know it sounds easier than it really is. Like, how do you build up confidence to do the things that you want to do? Like, how do you do this shit, you know, when you're scared? Like, especially like me, okay? Podcasting was not even the first thing that I truly wanted to do. Like, because I was so scared to do it. I was like, well, how am I going to talk to people when, like, I'm so scared of, number one, hearing my own voice, And two, uh, you know, I'm just one of these really shy people and I'm a major introvert. So how am I going to do this? Well, for me, it's like, I think it's not that I'm an introvert. It's that if I'm put in certain situations where I can't, I either can't um, add anything to a conversation or it's not a conversation that I know anything about, then I feel very awkward. And then I'm just like, kind of just stand in there like a fly on the wall and don't really know what to do. But, um, when it comes to this, right. When it comes to racing, when it comes to female empowerment, when it comes to just talking about life, this, I know, This I can easily do all day long. And I think that's why it doesn't affect me as much because it's like, hey, I'm just talking about my life. And I'm also just sharing other women's, you know, stories about their lives. And for me, that's not hard to do. So I think the biggest thing is in order to gain that confidence, right? You have to have a passion behind it. If you don't have passion for whatever it is that you're doing, you're not going to give it your all. You're not going to give it a hundred percent or 110%, whatever, um, whatever scale you want to go at. But I think that's why, because see, sure. I can act like I'm trying to give my all to something, but you'll know if I truly do or not. I mean, because if I'm not passionate about it, I'm not going to give my all to it. And this I'm giving my all. You guys can tell because you can tell by the way I talk in my podcast. I'm giving it my all. I love doing this. This is something that honestly, I didn't think that I would love doing, (laughs) you know, Um, because it's like, who wants to talk all day long? But for me, it's something that I'm very passionate about and having something that you are passionate about. I mean, honestly, makes your life 10 times better than what it already is. Because when you do what you love, it doesn't feel like work. I don't know how many times you hear that. So many people have said it. I couldn't even tell you who actually said the original quote, right? But it's true. When you do something that you love, it doesn't feel like work. Like when I get off of my off of like my regular job at three. Let me tell you something. I don't mind jumping straight into this and doing it. Like, I mean, right when I got off of work, I jumped straight on this mic and I started recording right away. I didn't even think twice about it. Why? Because it's for me, it doesn't feel like work at all. Like, I love doing this. So why would I feel Like, oh my God, this is like the worst thing ever. If that's how I felt, I wouldn't even be doing it. Shit, I wouldn't even be 12 weeks into it. 
if I hated it. <laughs> right. I mean, sure. You know, people tell you, you know, oh, you shouldn't quit. You shouldn't give up on something. But the thing is, if you've done something for like so long and it and it just does not feel right. Use your intuition. Don't just constantly do something because of the fact that you think, oh, well, I just need to stick it out. I just need to stick it out. Thing is, if you truly are are not aligned with it, it doesn't matter how long you stick it out. You're never going to feel right about it. And that that's what happened with me when I started doing um, a lot of the business ventures that I guess you could kind of consider them fails, but at the same time, like I don't really consider them fails because I realize why I stopped. Cause at first I was like, you know what? I don't really know why I did, but you know what? It was because I didn't feel aligned with it. Um, it wasn't, it just wasn't the right time for me. Honestly. And you know, and obviously this gets into the spiritual thing, but you know, things happen for a reason, right? Uh, things happen in divine timing. And I feel maybe just during those times in my life, when, when these things happened and when I chose to try and start these ventures and then I just stopped them, I think there was a reason behind it. I think that there was, you know, that thing with divine timing, it's like this or something better, right? Um, you know, this is what I wanted, but when, you know, when it, with the universe, it's not about what you want. It's about who you are. You, the thoughts, the, the, the mindset, all the words that you use, you actually alter everything. Like, I don't think people understand how powerful our minds and our, how powerful our words are to ourselves and to what the universe thinks that, you know, what the universe it's going to give us. The universe is only giving us what we put out there, right? If we constantly are self-sabotaging ourselves and telling us and telling ourselves that we're not good enough and that we can't do this, do you think that the universe is going to give you exactly what you want? No, the, the universe is only going to give you what, what you should get or better, um, and sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's not exactly what you, what you asked for. Sometimes it's even better things. And to be honest, I think that's what it was at that time. It was like, no, you don't want this. And this is not what you need. You need something better than this. And so now I have better. I have a lot better. Also, I'm in a way better headspace. And a better situation all around. Um, back then, you know, um, our our living situation was different. There was a lot of things that we we lived in different places that were not that we don't live now. I mean, there's so many different things, so many different uh, elements that honestly, I think all of that needed to change for me to get to where I'm at now. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I finally have that confidence that I, that I've wanted for so long. I just never had it. I mean, like y'all look, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. This is how much confidence I have now with this podcast. I have been actually reaching out to people to have them be guests on this, on this podcast. I used to never reach out to people for anything like just randomly sending people an email or a DM, you know, being like, Hey, you know, look, uh, you know, I would really love to have you on my podcast. This is my podcast. And you, know, I'd love for you to be able to, to tell your story about how you got into racing and, and what you're doing now and blah, blah, blah. Like literally today I reached out to like, th- I reached out to four people today. Like two of them was emails and the other two were people that I had actually like talked to before, but then like never followed back up with because they never answered me back. But you know, people get busy. And so like, it was no big deal. And they're, and like, they're both willing to do it. Like one is a motor motorcycle racer. She's a motor motorcycle racer. And the other one, she's a race wife. Uh, Her husband races sprint cars. 
And then, um, then I have two, two other people that I, um, that I reached out to, um, and they are actually, um, they have like their own platforms, but they cater to F1. And so obviously F1 is not something that I specialize in. I don't know too much about, but I still would like to have them like on the podcast because obviously I'm willing to cover women in all motorsports, not just one specific type of racing. So, um, and I mean, y'all, I, I never would have done that type of stuff. Like just randomly, like reach out to people wanting to collaborate with them and wanting them to be on my podcast and stuff or doing stuff possibly on their podcast. And then like I did my first guest podcast last week. Um, and you guys can definitely check that out. Um, it's on YouTube. I did share it on all of my platforms. Um, but you know, it was on YouTube It was called the tick podcast. Um, podcast. It's with um, a guy named Todd Richards. Um, and it was about, you know, me being a race wife. And, you know, I talk about race wife unfiltered as well. And also about, um, you know, we also talked about other, other things with racing. So we talked about the, you know, the women in NASCAR um, and just about women in racing in general and how they're very underrepresented. So, I mean, definitely, you know, check that out. You guys can find it on my social media accounts. Um, cause like I said, I, I did share it. So, I mean, and it's, that's not the only podcast that I'm going to be on that I'm going to actually be honestly this month. I have almost like a full schedule, like at least once a week, I'm going to be on other people's podcasts. So that's what I'm saying. Like I used to not do that. Like I literally like have like reached out to people or like they reached out to me and I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. Like, absolutely. Like I'll be on your podcast, but that's the thing. Like I used to never do shit like that. Like I would never even think about wanting to speak on like anybody's podcast um, or be pretty much being interviewed. Like that shit makes me nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was very nervous. Um, before that podcast last week, cause it was on Thursday of last week. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, when I say I was nervous, like, I'm so glad that like, he could not see that I was sweating when we did, when we, when we did the interview because I was, yeah, I was nervous. And it's not that like he was going to ask me off the wall things or anything like that. No. Um, it's just, I get nervous about things like that, especially if I don't know what I'm going to be saying beforehand. So a lot of it was like, just, um, you know, we were just talking like all of it was improv that that's the thing. This whole, that whole podcast was improv. There was nothing planned. Um, we just talked, you know, we just talked about racing and then, you know, I kind of went into what the podcast was and that's it. Like there was nothing planned. It was just, go in there and talk and that's it. Um, and I think it went, I mean, I think it went extremely well for, for what it was. Honestly, I would have never thought that I would have been able to improv that easily. Um, but that shows you that it was authentic, that it wasn't, it wasn't scripted. None of it was scripted and it went really well, but that's you know, that's the thing guys, like we've got to live our lives unscripted. Like life is unscripted. We never know what's going to happen from one minute to the next. And so why, why wait? Like, why are like, why, why make all these fucking rules for ourselves and be like, Oh no, I can't do that. What if you did it? And it's like the best fucking thing that ever happened in your life. Right. That's kind of like how I'm starting to live my life because it's like, well, shit, you know, what if, I do this and it doesn't fail, right? Not what if I fail? No, what if I, it doesn't? That's why I started this podcast because I'm like, you know what? What if it doesn't? Like, y'all, like, I never would have thought that people would have wanted to be on this podcast at all. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even really think about all that. And guess what? I have 
I have guests that are lined up and I'm like, holy shit, people actually want to be on here. And like, that's it's so surreal, surreal to me because it's like, fuck, you know, I never thought that this shit would have happened. Not even a year ago. You know, this is something that I just started on a whim and I'm loving every minute of it, every single minute of it. And and, you know, I truly want that for everybody, like all of you that's listening to this podcast today. I want you to find out what your passion is if you're not already doing it. If you are, that's amazing. But if you're not, if you're like if you're like me, like the way I was two years ago, where you're stuck in a rut and you're like, you know what? I'm so fucking done with the way that I've been living my life and I want to change and I want I want to do more things and I want to have fun in life and I don't want to be so damn like a big stick in the mud, right? Because it's like, that's all I've been doing is doing all this, you know, everything has to be on a timeline. Everything has to be planned. Everything has to be this. It's like, if you're done with that shit and you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, you know, at 40, I want to be like, fuck this shit. I'm done. I want to go travel the world. And I just want to be like, oh, I'm done with all that. Like, I just want to live my life and I don't want to be, you know, uh, I, I guess stick it to the man almost in a way, <laughs> you know, but yeah, like if that's your, if that's what you, your true calling is, it's just to be like, fuck it. Like, I just want to be like, I just want to be the wild free spirited woman that goes and lives in the fucking woods and just like, doesn't deal with society whatsoever anymore. And just have like my little cottage and I'm, you know, I drink, you know, fucking, well, I wouldn't say tea because I don't drink tea. I drink just water, really. But like drink water every morning and, and do yoga out in my yard and, and have like a little garden and stuff and just like live, like just fucking live like that and like have a fucking little farm, like a very small farm with a couple chickens and shit. Like that's literally like what I think about. It's like, that's all I want. Like, I don't want to live. I mean, and then, yeah, I do want to like travel and stuff, but like, I want to be able to come back to a home like that where, you know, I'm, I'm just living a simple life. And I think that, I think that's where a lot of us are starting to get at now. Like, I think COVID really changed that outlook for a lot of people because a lot of people had to slow down and like really reset. And it's like, man, you know, This whole societal thing about we have to live like this? Fuck this noise. Like, no, I want this soft, this soft life where I get to be in my divine feminine and I can just be balanced and I can just live. Like, just be, be, just be, you know, like this is stressful. Like, I'm done. And I'm sure there's a lot of you that feel the same way. And so, like, I, you know, I, I encourage all of you to really take time and reflect on that. Reflect on what your true passions are and what you truly want to do with your life. Because the thing is, if you're not happy, then what's the point, right? Like, the whole point is for you to be happy. You know, life is only what you make it. And if if you're making yourself miserable doing the job that you're in and doing the shit that you do, then is it really worth it? Is it worth the time? Is it worth the energy? And I had to really take a step back and realize that none of that is worth it. It's not. What's worth my time and my energy is me first, my family, and this, my business. Because to me, those are the three things that are important. Everything else is last. Everything else does not come first. And I had to really make that my priority this year. And I really hope that some of you take the time to figure that out for yourself. Because it's like, man, like, we don't need to be living like this. Like, we only got so much time on this earth. And it's like, shit, let, let, let's just be, let's just be us. Like, stop, stop pushing ourselves to live in a box that doesn't fucking exist. Like, the, the box doesn't exist. That box was just kind of like, we were told that there's a box, but that box is not really there. And there's no reason for us to fit ourselves in a box that doesn't even exist. Thank you guys so much for um, listening to this episode. I appreciate it. 
And, um, yeah, like I mentioned, um, I really do hope that all of you take the message that I, that I gave you today and really reflect on things because it's like, you know, our lives are what we make it. And we really need to worry about our own things uh, ourselves, especially. And let's, let's be real. Your mental health comes first. If you're not where you need to be, make sure that you get the help that you need, whether that means you just need support from your family and friends, or if that means that you need to get professional help. Um, and there's nothing. And look, that's another thing too, with the stigma of professional help. There's nothing wrong with getting professional help. It's better for you to get the help than to not, and just let yourself drown. Okay. Um, there, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, and I want to say that because trust me, um, I was very afraid to go to therapy. I was very afraid to put myself in that vulnerable state because I thought that that meant that something was wrong with me. But to be honest, you'd be surprised how many people have, you know, mental health issues. And it's very, very normal. Um, and unfortunately, we demonize mental health Um because it's just a societal thing, but let's be real. Most of us have something going on that we do need to talk to somebody that is going to be unbiased, you know, because let's just be real. Our, our families and our friends, you know, a lot of them want the best for us. And sometimes that's not always what we need to hear. You know, sometimes what we need to hear is an unbiased, um, approach, so definitely, if you need help, reach out to somebody, even if it's a crisis hotline, anything like that, you know, because obviously I know mental health resources are not always available for certain people. Um, do what you need to do, um, because I do want you guys to take care of yourselves. I want you to, you know, be healthy. I want all of you to, you know, live your life the best way you can. Um and yeah, so that's it, guys. I appreciate all of you. Please m- make sure that if you if you like listening to this podcast and you want to follow every Thursday, um, you know, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn's. Let's see what else. Gosh, iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher. There, I'm I'm on like so many different. Um, so many different things, but yeah, definitely do that. Also rate and review the podcast. I'd love to hear from you guys to hear any, you know, suggestions you may have or shit. If you want to just, you know, just shoot the shit on there and be like, Hey, you know, if you have, um, suggestions on certain people that you would like to see on the podcast, um, all of that. And, um, next week on Thursday will be our first guest podcast. So there will be a guest on there. She is an NHRA driver. Um, I'm not going to mention who she is because I'll be honest. Once I mention what, what type of car she drives, most of you would probably already guess who she is. So I'm just going to leave that out. But yeah, we're going to have our first guest on next Thursday. So definitely look out for that. And I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.